hey, folks, and welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast. It's your host, Chris Shembra, broadcasting live from beautiful and, and finally sunny and warm New York City on the line with, with a man from across the country based out of Denver, Colorado, Ben Wright, the founder and CEO of Velocity Global, quite literally the fourth fastest growing company in the country. An unprecedented 39,817% three-year growth, employing a, a great deal of people out west, serving clients in 187 different countries. They are literally the world's greatest organization, empowering companies to expand and hire overseas. Everything from payroll, immigration, consulting, human resources, you name it, they do it. It's an honor to have you here today, Ben. Chris, it's awesome to be here, man. Thanks for thanks for the invitation. I look forward to spending a little bit of time with you. Now, you guys are a, a young, fast-growing startup with such a bright future ahead of you. But the simple question I have to start us off today is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or you know, just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before, or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be? <laughs> I would I would give credit or thanks to my dad. And it is somebody, and dad, if you're listening, you may know this. I don't think I give you credit or thanks enough. I, I get the opportunity to present and, and speak at events and on podcasts and those sort of things. And and I, and I feel like people are always asking me, Chris, what, who are your mentors? You know, who really drove you? Who, who taught you those lessons? And I often think about really the traditional life or, or business mentors and coaches that I've had. I don't often think about my own father. And I think the reason for that is we're really different people. We've had incredibly different careers. I'm an entrepreneur and a business guy. He was a nuclear physicist. <laughs> we just couldn't couldn't be any more different. But I love the man, and he's he's taught me a lot. What was, you know, what was your, what were the things that connected you as in your youth? Now you mentioned you're two different types of people, but what brought you all together when you were growing up? You know, he, he really committed to the family and, and committed to me. And it was, he was always there. He was always there for sporting events. I mean, I remember I played on the basketball team for my high school. We had a really successful basketball team. And I forget my sophomore or junior year, he decided that he was going to show up at every single game with a video camera and video me you know, in case maybe I'd go on to college or get scouted or something, none of us really knew what that meant. And frankly, I probably wasn't good enough to be scouted. But I remember watching that video one time. And in fact, I think the first video I watched, I had my teammates around and about five minutes in, my teammates are like, this video is horrible. It's all about you. And it was just really cool. You know, it was really cool that, that he was willing to take that time and spend and, and he was always around. And, you know, it's interesting, Chris, I, I, he had a moment, he actually got up and spoke at his father's funeral, and he talked about how his father was in oil and gas, and he could have taken 
a lot of promotions and have really moved and advanced his career along if he'd been willing to travel a lot more. But he wasn't because he wanted his dad wanted to be there and local for his family, for my father. And, and I really felt that growing up. Is there something interesting to be said that his father was in oil and gas and then he went into nuclear, which one would call completely different types of, of an energy career? Did, did, he, did, did you know that he was different from his dad that way and, and that was some of the differences that you had as well, different aspirations? Jeez, this is getting deep, man. And you're actually making me think about stuff that I've never thought about before. So, so we're going to try to process this on the fly, and I'm going to do my very best. It's interesting. Yes, he and his father were also really different people. And my father was the oldest of eight kids. I feel like I'm getting that wrong. It's either seven kids or eight kids. I should know that. I think it's eight kids. My father was the oldest. And when it was time for my father to, to head off and go to school, he, he just wanted out. Like, like he wanted a break. Like he was, they grew up in Midland, Texas, and he went to St. Bonaventure in upstate New York. He's like, get me out of here, right? And, and it's that really that independent streak as the oldest of, of eight kids. I mean, some of his, his siblings were, I don't know if they were still in diapers, but they were, they were little kids when he went off to college. And so he really had to, to find his way and make his way. And it's interesting if there are some similarities between us, that independent streak and, the, you know, pick yourself up by your pants and kind of do it yourself is, is definitely something that, that I inherited from him as you and I are sitting here talking and I'm kind of processing a little bit of that. There's a lot of my father and me in that regard when you think about, you know, starting Velocity Global and doing this thing. I mean, I've, I've never, there's no other business in my family. I've never started a company we haven't taken funding, you know, I bootstrapped this thing. You know, it really is kind of the definition of, you just gotta venture out and figure out how to make it on your own. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of differences between us, um, but I think I picked up some of those similarities too. Now it's, it's interesting that you mentioned this independent streak. You know, here you are, the first story you tell is, is him kind of bullying, not in a bad way, but coming into your life with a video camera and videoing everything that you're doing to help you get ahead in life in case you go pro or play in college. When was the first time that he championed an independent streak in you? <laughs> we had to go back to D.C. for two years growing up. So I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We had to go back to D.C. for two years, fourth and fifth grade. When I came back, in the sixth grade, I had really good grades and we applied to a private school back in Albuquerque and I got declined. And I got declined because, not because of my schooling, not because of my test scores, but because of behavior, which was a trend that really continued for quite some time. But my dad actually, and you know, today we call it, you know, helicopter parenting, right? But at the time I remember he, you know, he got on the phone and he went and set a meeting and he said, listen, if you guys just take the chance and meet with Ben, you'll realize that this kid is actually kind of something special. And they agreed and we sat and we talked and they realized that, you know, I, I'm not a bad kid. You know, I, I, I struggled with some kind of behavior issues in fourth and fifth grade. Maybe it was related to the move. I mean, who knows? But but he really went to, to some lengths and 
to at least help get me there. I had to do the rest, right? I mean, I had to get in front of them and I, and, and I had to prove that, you know, I was worth taking a chance on at that school. And so that, that's one of the early ones that really stands out for me. Now, you know, you're not only describing a man who's emotionally invested in his son, but you're talking about a man who sees a broader vision for his son as a human being. What do you mm. think your father saw in you at that time that he either learned from or inspired him? That's a really good question. You know, one thing I learned from him, Chris, is 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 grit. Is you gotta you gotta you gotta put in the hard work, you know, to get the promises that that life gives you. And I think he saw that in me, saw me that that I was willing to to put in the work, you know, to get the results. That I just I I, I didn't expect things to come my way, you know. You had to suit up and, and show up every single day. And it's interesting as time has gone on. I think that's one thing that uh, I, I've even heard him him say and, and suggest that that's that's something that I've had kind of an impact and an influence on him with too you know, of, of really putting in about certain aspects of my life, putting in the hard work, you know, again, in order to really kind of get those results. So I, I you know, I think that's probably, you know, something he, he learned in me, you know, and something that I learned in him through that time is, you know, you lead with compassion, you lead with, with caring, and you lead with authenticity. But, you know, the rest is you don't have a ton of control over. You just you just control what you can control in your daily life. And, you know, again, going back to that situation between fifth and sixth grade of, you know, meeting with the administrators of this private school, you know, all I could do is just show up and be authentic and be me and, and let the rest of the chips fall where they may. And so when you went to your dad and said, I'm thinking about starting this company, few years ago, Velocity Global. What were some, what were some things that he reaffirmed in you or, you know, what were some well-wishing words that he said to start this journey for you? Yeah. He said, you know, God bless, God bless both of my parents as I grew up in a home. And, and I know we, we, you talk a lot about gratitude on this podcast and I am incredibly grateful that I am fortunate to grow up in a home of unconditional love. And my parents supported me through the good times, through the bad. They were stern on me, you know, when I when I misbehaved or got myself into trouble. But but there was it was unconditional love and, and support. And so when I came to him and and him and my mom and I said, you know, I'm thinking about starting this company. They were thrilled. They were over the moon. Their first comment was, "We know you're going to be successful. You know, we know you're going to do great, and go get them." And then the second thing my dad said is, "And don't come to me for any advice because I'm a nuclear physicist. So good luck." <laughs> and it's it it was it was honestly kind of kind of proved true. You know, there's there's life lessons that he's taught me around being myself. You're dealing in authenticity, putting in the hard work, but in terms of practical experience, you know, whether it's in traditional business or management or any one of those things, you know, there, there wasn't really experience that he could draw upon. And so it was just the, I'm sitting back here behind the scenes and I'm rooting for you. Well, it's interesting. You know, you're describing a man that, that, 
you're right, didn't te teach you the technical skills of being a manager with the, the business principles and how to do this and that. But you're describing a man that gave you the groundwork to becoming a good leader, right? You talk about compassion, putting in the work, taking care of others. Mm. What, are you most, what are you most proud of, of how that, that culture has built up itself within Velocity Global today? Authenticity really comes to mind as a big one. I, I think authentic leadership and a culture of authenticity is, is a big part of what we're about. And there's no question I learned that from both my father and my mother, uh, you know, of, of not being apologetic about who you are. Be a good person, first and foremost. That, that's really, really important, really critical. It, there's not much sense in being authentic if, if, you're, if you're just not a good person. So doing the right thing, trying to make this world a slightly better place, and then just being authentic and unapologetic about it. I think that's been a big part that's really translated into to our culture here. Two is he's a relatively, I shouldn't even say relatively, he's, he's a selfless man in a lot of ways. If I say, hey, Pops, I'm you know, heading out of town for a week and I'm you know, going to Europe for a business trip, he'll say, you want me to drive you to the airport? Now, he's retired, so that's cool, and he maybe has a little bit more time, but it's that selflessness, right? I mean, he lives 30 minutes away from me, and it's, you know, 40 minutes then still for the airport, and he'll do it. Or I say, you know, listen, my wife and I, are, we've got a trip, and it's for work, or it's for pleasure, and, and what do you think? And he said, 100%, I'll come watch the kids, and, and I'll come hang out. And then again, my mom does the same thing, too, but it's, it's that, that selflessness. And that's a lot of what we've also incorporated into the culture here of Velocity Global is we think life is better if you're not self-absorbed. We think the lives of everybody around you are better if the first thought that comes into your mind is, is how can I be of service today? So. And what's a, what's a directly interesting thing to me is, you know, here you are helping clients inter-global markets in 100, 187 different countries. Yeah. Talking, talking about learning, you know, one of your great teachers and leaders in your life is a man that you're vastly different from. And here you are bringing clients, thousands of clients, into these completely different marketplaces. Now, how important is it, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you pass that along to your, your, your clients and partners of, accepting the differences that we have in the way we do business and learning to lean into that and embrace that, those differences. You know, my father and I had really different jobs and careers like we've kind of hit upon. And yet, as he went on in his career, one of the lessons that I was able to learn from him is that we're all really just global citizens. And... It's not necessarily just about wonder which, which star you were born, happen to be an American or, you know, happy to be Japanese or happy to be German or, or whatever, that we're all just really global citizens and that we have a responsibility to look out for one another. And because we're all just the same people, you know, on this, this big blue ball. And that's one of the things that I like to to try to impart and discuss, you know, with, with our clients around the globe. And that's one of the things that gives me a lot of passion and excitement about what we do 
is we really help break down barriers for companies to be able to expand and employ people all across the globe and start building those intimate, you know, personal connections with people, whether or not, you know, you have the same background, you look the same, you speak the same language. It, it really starts, our service and what we do really helps start making the world flat. And it ultimately is all about people. And so building those connections and those people. And the coolest part about it too, is the very nature of what we do is, is we help create great jobs in countries around the world. And then through this vehicle, our clients can put money into the bank accounts of these employees around the world so they can feed their families and put food on their table and send their kids to college and those sorts of things. And that's what we really want to impress upon people is, yeah, there's a, we work with companies that say, you know, we need to be in the Middle East because there's a ton of opportunities from us from a business or client perspective, revenue perspective, profitability perspective, so on and so forth. But we can't do it unless we have the people. And it's those people that make it happen. And it's those people and it's that, that social contract of you come work for me and I'll make it worth your while in terms of paying you and, and making sure again that your kids are going off to college and that you can get them a car and that you can put food on the table. And, and oh, by the way, along the way, we're actually going to get to know each other and we're going to understand each other. And we're also going to be able to realize through this cool thing, this again, this, this social contract, which is business, that, that we actually have a ton more similarities than we have differences. If your dad had to come in and teach a class to either your team or the community of the people you serve around this world, what would you like him to impart? Well, if he started talking about like quarks and nano, and I, I don't even know this, I, I, I can't understand it. Physics is fun, right? I think that's like the one thing I remember from my physics, AP physics class. He'd probably lose the, the class pretty quick. <laughs> I, would, I would love it if, if, if my old man and, and came and talked to people about, you know, being selfless, being supportive. And again, just, just really kind of not putting yourself first. You know, putting putting your family first, looking out for those that you love, giving them the opportunities, and in that is the greatest reward. Thank you for that. If your dad was sitting across this computer screen right now, or if he was sitting in the chair that Danny's sitting in to your left, what would you say to him right now? Oh, boy. You're trying to make me cry on a podcast here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I'll try to hold this together. I'm a guy who tends to wear my heart on the on my sleeve, so uh, so I'll do my best. I would say, uh, you know, pops, I just I really appreciate the the guidance and the love that you showed me over the years, man. And I know that that you probably feel that because our, our careers and our lives have been so different that, that there's not necessarily a ton of lessons that, that I have been able to take from you, but, but that's really not true. It's the basic stuff. It's the foundational stuff. And I'm really grateful for that. And, and I hope, you know, the lives of the people that I touch every single day who work here at Velocity Global, you know, of the, the partners and vendors that we have all across the globe and the clients we support are, are the beneficiaries of these great lessons that you've taught me. And I love you, man. 
What's your dad's name? Tom. Tom. Tom Wright. I look forward to him hearing this as you as you started off the podcast saying, "Hey, Dad, I hope you're listening." <laughs> we may have to make sure this gets into his hands so he knows that I actually really do. <laughs> really do appreciate it. And plus, so he's not sitting back there saying, "You know what? He gives everybody else credit." <laughs> Well, guess what, Pops? This time I'm giving you credit. Ben, any last words in closing? Really grateful to be on here today. I, anybody who's listening to this, I encourage you to, to take the time and, and think about that same question that, Chris, you just asked me. It, it really got me thinking. There are people in my life that I just don't say thank you to enough who have had a, a huge impact. And at some point, sometimes it's not the most obvious. And it's crazy to say that my father's not the most obvious, but yeah, they're like business podcasts and business conversations. And it's just too easy to think about the real myopic business focus to it. So, you know, for those, for those who are listening in, think about that uh, and, and don't miss the chance, you know, to say thanks. There's this great quote from this Vietnamese monk, Thich Nhat Hanh. It's from a book called Miracle of Mindfulness. And it says, and I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but the most important time is now, the most important person is the person you're with right now, because who knows when you're gonna be with somebody again. And the most important venture is to make that person happy, because that alone is the pursuit of life. Um, and so don't miss that chance to, to tell that person that you really appreciate them, that you love them, that you're grateful for them, because you never know what's going to happen a day from now, five minutes from now, and, and use that chance and let them know. Folks, you, you have heard it right from the horse's mouth today. I mean, boy, oh boy, I hope you learned some things today. Right from, from Ben, we learned that technical skills and, and business management skills aren't necessarily the, the most important things that you have to learn on your journey. Just learning about people will get you much farther. Learning compassion, learning to embrace the differences, learning to put in good hard work, you know, as Ben has put in for the last number of years at, at Velocity Global. Folks, he's not just making it up, he's putting it into work. As I mentioned, 39,817% three-year growth to become the fourth fastest growing company in the country. If you don't listen to a word I say at all during this series, I hope you listen to Ben's. And I, I look forward to, to hearing the people in your life that you may have differences with, that you may think you haven't learned anything from. If you uncover that hidden stone, you're going to find so many gems that will carry you on into prosperity and positive mental attitude and so much great growth. So Ben, we thank you for coming on with your words and your stories today. I'm grateful to be here and you could not have said that any better, Chris. Well, to all our listeners, please go check out uh, velocityglobal.com uh, for any of your global expansion needs for your business. Think of anybody that you can send Ben's way. They're having such a, a heck of a good impact on this world, really employing thousands of people around the globe for, for good, good, solid positions. Uh, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Subscribe below. 
I hope y'all are having a phenomenal day on earth. Remember folks, it's your world. Go explore and we'll see you next interview. Mm -hmm.